United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. The dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Cross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Cross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects you see what I mean, though? Like, the bottom of the glass isn't thick. Yeah. I don't need to, I don't need to defend myself to yeah. you. Keep explaining away your alcoholism, Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. I believe you. It's just two snips. Yeah, totally. You're so right. <laughs> um, hey, what's up? My name's Noelle, and I am currently the bent neck lady from Haunting of Hill House. And I'm Chelsea. I'm currently experiencing every ghost in that movie in my own home. Mm, that's true. You do have a haunting. It's just you scuttling around in the dark. Yeah. Um, trying <laughs> I, to get the I vegan the mayonnaise drive. I bought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I make the drive every night. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm like, oh, it's time to clock in. And I just break into your house <laughs> and I crawl on your ceiling. <laughs> but then what's funny is like, I want to be there for you too. So I'm actually the crackhead scuttling around on your yeah, roof. On the roof. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my God. Speaking of um, both potential crackheads and or um ghost apparitions <laughs> um right when i was like coming home today ty texted me and he was freaking out because someone banged on his door and then banged on the window of the gaming room that he was in and hit the blinds are closed and he ran out to the front door and opened it and no one was there and you've been to ty's house he has no neighbors it was probably a youth I or was a like, phantom <gasps> and then we have friends that live close. And so I was like, it was probably them. And we both texted them individually. And they were like, they sent a picture from inside their kitchen. They were like, nope. And he was like, I checked everyone's location. No one was even near me. Spooky. And I was like, ooh, we're all getting Ghost haunted for Christmas. We're all getting haunted for Christmas. Was there a solstice coming up if we already hit it? Um, Isn't it the last day of December? December 31st, right? I don't. Uh, December 21st. Oh, we miss... It's coming up. It's only the 18th, love. Coming up. Interesting. All right. Well, Noel. Yeah. You went a little cray-cray on me. You went a little crazy. You went a little crazy, and about 70 people I know went crazy because of this fucking movie. Yeah, girl, because you watched it too, right? Yeah, but I don't know why I looked at this through the eyes of, like, the biggest skeptic ever. And we're going to get into it. But the Um, amount of times I was tagged in Tesla recalls and shipping containers smashing into things after leave this world behind it's like the cultural zeitgeist has shifted Mm -hmm. because of this movie um you know that the obamas like helped produce it right well we'll talk about a hundred percent of that we will talk about everything are you talking are you gonna go over the easter eggs in the movie do you know about them do you know about the qr code uh i'll go over the easter eggs that i know and then i would love for you to chime in with the ones that you have okay because i did not write about a qr code Okay. Okay. So, obviously, I like to fancy myself as an armchair conspiracy theorist, and I live, yeah, so some would say, and I live for reading between the lines on these sort of things, as does Noel. Part of the reason why 
we have come together in this venture of podcasting. Mm-hmm. But, Noel, it is important for us to maintain vigilance in this invisible war. And I will be goddamned if we didn't use this platform to talk about Hollywood and the art of predictive programming. So first things first, there will be spoilers for this movie. If you like to have things spoiled, keep listening. That's fine. Uh, But just to preface, this one can be a doozy in some cancelable topics. Just be chill, man. Just be chill. Okay. Be chill. So predictive programming. This is the intriguing theory that suggests that higher authorities, such as the government, use fictional narratives in movies or books as tools for mass mind control. And the goal of this is to subtly prepare the population for future events and changes. We've talked about this so many times before of how you can see like the Easter eggs of different things in Hollywood and Hollywood tries to warn us through Mm -hmm. creative ventures. And this is definitely not a new concept. And it gained popularity and traction thanks to the work of a researcher named Alan Watt. He eloquently described predictive programming as a kind of psychological conditioning delivered through media. And this conditioning is aimed at getting the public acquainted with certain societal changes planned by its leaders. And then that way, when these changes eventually happen, they don't seem to be out of the blue, but feel more like a natural progression. And this familiarity could potentially reduce public resistance and turmoil. And as stated by Watt himself, Quote, Hollywood is the magician's wand which has been used to cast a spell on the unsuspecting public. Things or ideas which would otherwise be seen as bizarre, vulgar, undesirable, or impossible are inserted into films in the realm of fantasy. When the viewer watches these films, his or her mind is left open to suggestion and the conditioning process begins. These same movies, which are designed to program the average person, can give the discerning viewer a better understanding of the workings and plans of the world agenda. Be aware. Predictive um, programming. Pause real quick. Pause yeah. real quick. Is Oliver in your home right now going to your bedroom? Yeah. Okay. Did you like, see the I reflection? Saw, I saw a shadow in the reflection. I was like, <laughs> he, the ghosts are here. <laughs> he came in before podcast started and he was like, oh, you're not recording. I wanted to flip Noel off. Oh, and then oh. <laughs> I went back. Uh, Oliver has a tradition of like harassing Noel while we record. Yes. Oh, he's coming. He all oh, what he coming. There it is. There it is. Bear's upset. He doesn't there like it. The, he doesn't yeah. like me to be disturbed. My little bouncer. He didn't um, like the physical <laughs> movement of flipping no. off. Um, but be aware. Mm-hmm. Predictive programming: the power of suggestion using the media of fiction to create a desired outcome. Israel. What's the term uh, for uh, it? Could, because this is the opposite of pur- purposeful misdirection. But this is a, literally predictive programming. Is that's the, the actual definition yeah. term? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, and this idea really took off when more famous conspiracy personalities like Alex Jones and David Icke began to discuss it. Mm-hmm. They brought it more into the mainstream. And there are several compelling examples that are cited when talking about predictive programming. Shows like The Simpsons have eerily predicted future events such as 9-11 and Trump's presidency. Mm-hmm. Movies like The Dark Knight Rises and The Hunger Games are thought to contain elements of this phenomenon. And even older works like the novel Futility, which was a book written before the Titanic ever sank, 
talked about the story of a fictional ship called the Titan, which was deemed unsinkable until it crashed into an iceberg, which gives further example of this reference in the context. Um, Even in 2011, we got a movie called Contagion, which seemed to depict a world living through an outbreak, which could be compared to COVID. So let's circle back to David Icke here really quick. So stick with me. I know he is a what topic. Um, yep, 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 yep. yep. Conspiracy. Some would say. Some would say. <laughs> um, and just to dive into a little history on David, he started his public life as a footballer and sports broadcaster in the UK, but his career took a dramatic turn in the 1990s when he began to discuss more alternative theories and subcultural ideologies. Alternative theories is such a polite way to say went off the fucking rails. I... What? He's like led. He's like come up with some of my favorite uh, conspiracy theories. I know, he's a fun one, man. I think the problem with David Icke is like he is the conspiracy world's Michael Jackson. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. a perfect way to put it. He made Thriller, but he also diddled kids, and like that's David Icke, as in like yeah, he, he wrote Pale White Horse, but he is also a Nazi. Yes. <laughs> and it's just like Jesus yes. fucking Christ. Um it's Jesus Christ. comparing him to Michael Jackson is so perfect because the bops that he put out are timeless, but also like fucking glad he's dead. So. Yeah. But, yeah, but also like, uh, you know, we saw Neverland Ranch and we yeah. know what happened. Yep. Just like yeah. we saw what David Icke did. <laughs> so, so yeah. anyway, yeah, keep that in mind because we're also gonna talk a little bit about how shows too. Uh, big mark, big black marks on the. On well, the so. if you if you actually think about it, though, like David Icke is the definition of conspiracy theorist because, like, we always talk about, and we even talked about this. When we went to university, like the we know where the line is. Yeah, but if you hold the rope and keep pulling and keep following it, it will always, and I mean always, end at Mm anti-Semitism and like, but along the way it can be lighthearted and fun. And it's almost like Dante's Inferno because like the people below don't realize like no one knows how bad the next level is until they get there. So like people who enjoy flat earth for like the fun of it all, who want to like build rockets to prove their, you know, friends at the bar wrong. Mm-hmm. That's not the same guy who's like also saying, I believe in flat earth because I think at the end of it is the Aryan like mm-hmm. uh, Mecca yeah. where Hitler's been hiding. And that's why we exactly. need to get there. Like yeah. they don't know that the other exists. Um, it's literally the layers of hell. And if you want to talk about the definition of conspiracy theory, it's David Icke because he created some of the most like, topical conspiracy theories that everyone knows about and yet he is also a vigilant white supremacist (laughs) yeah that's it that's the definition girl that's literally it that's why you and i are such trendsetters trailblazers (laughs) in this because we can toe the line we can go to antarctica to look at the edge of the flat earth without denying the holocaust and i think that's very brave yeah i think think we're brave for that 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 is brave so um ike man he has written numerous books and given tons of lectures on various conspiracy theories if you're not quite sure what he really came up with uh he 
is the one who pitched the theory that the world is controlled by shape-shifting reptilians. Um, And these reptilian figures, according to Ike, occupy key positions in governments, financial institutions, and royal families across the globe. The most famous reptilians you know, of course, are Hillary Clinton and the late Queen Elizabeth. Um, His influence in the conspiracy community is significant, and despite the controversy that we stated, he still remains a key figure in the realm of conspiracy theories, which are continually shaping and influencing discussions and beliefs in this area. His work in theories continue to resonate with a section of the public that is distrustful of mainstream accounts and eager for alternative explanations of global events and phenomena. Also, pause. Yeah. Pause. I'm going to throw myself off of a bridge because um, Bill Cooper, Bill Cooper, um, second David Icke, uh, I think mowed down by the police in front of his house. Mm -hmm. He's the one who did um, a pale horse. He did a pale horse. Um, David Icke did Children of the Matrix, which is the reptilian book. So pardon, pardon my French. I was getting my conspiracy theorists mixed up. In, uh, you know what? It's okay. Because but that's your LeBron and Jordan. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's your LeBron yeah. and Jordan. is. Uh, and then Alex Ike Jones is like the um, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, the wild the card. Yeah. yeah, the wild uh, card for sure. Yeah. So, um, it, it, so most conspiracies that we know and love were pretty much brought to the forefront by I, or he at the very least commented on him. Um, In addition to the reptilian conspiracy, he's also highlighted the hollow earth theory and even more applicable to this current topic, the infamous new world order theory. Yeah. Which suggests that secretive, the secretive elite cabal is working towards establishing a global control and domination agenda. And according to Ike, this group is behind numerous wars, the financial crises, political upheavals, and he believes that they're striving to establish a one-world government to exert complete control over the world's population. Well, like, what it really is is just the Illuminati. Like, when people say, like, what's the difference between, like, the uh, reptilian elite, like, reptilians in government, uh, reptilian aliens, and the New World Order, like, and a one-world government, and a one-world quote unquote, uniting religion of fear. Like, what does that all mean? When you combine them all together, that's like the Illuminati, Mm -hmm. like quote unquote, like that's what the definition is. When people say, what is the Illuminati? It's just supposed to be both of those two conspiracies coming together. Like, because when you say, why do we have um, reptilian overlords? It's to end this main objective of a one world order Look at Zoom giving me thumbs up. It's a one world <laughs> order, like one um, ruling body um, mm-hmm. among the earth in its entirety. And like all of the things working together to accomplish that goal is the Illuminati. And so like, I just think he got it all together. He like set the pieces and then it was like conspiracy theorists after him who then yeah. yep. came up with the term and coined the Illuminati to name the umbrella that David Icke talked about. Yeah, because, like, I think reptilians gets a little too uh, science fiction for some people to, but I'll, you know what, I will con- I will say that Queen Elizabeth was a reptilian as the day is long, and <laughs> I will go to my grave saying it, so fuck her. Well, I mean, you could even think of it in the sense that, like, uh, you can, 
you can say that like the 1% have alienated themselves in such a way that they are no longer human, that they do not even see themselves as human and they do not see yeah. and or recognize and or empathize with the plight of humanity. Um, like humankind is beneath them. And if you, if you want any like definition of what a true alien reptilian is, it's that. Yeah. So, like, billionaire-ly, if, yeah. yeah. If you can't even like swallow the pill that there are lizards, <laughs> there are lizards in the Senate, then you can at least say like, they have alienated themselves in such a way that they are no longer human. Yeah. Absolutely. They no longer exist within the confines of what we have agreed on collectively is the, mm-hmm. are the rules of society. Yeah. yeah. So let's take a look at predictive programming from Ike's perspective, specifically with the connection between the Dark Knight Rises and the Sandy Hook school shooting. Um, in 2011, the marketing for The Dark Knight Rises began, and as part of this campaign, various comic fans, bloggers, and media received packages containing, like, a t-shirt with Bane's image and a map of um, Gotham City. God, why can't it be me? Yeah, so this why map gonna featured... Be no, I'm so jealous. This map featured strike zones for Bane's planning, uh, his planning of the uprising in the film. And on this map, in the South Gotham District, was an area labeled Sandy Hook. And it's important to note that in the Batman universe, this area had different names in earlier iterations. It was originally known as the Tri-Corner Yards, which was later named to South Hinkley in Batman Gotham Knight and in Batman Begins. However, the name changed to Sandy Hook in the props department between the first and third movies of the trilogy with no explanation to be had. Hmm. On July 20th, the Aurora, Colorado theater shooting was committed by James Holmes, who was dressed in Joker motif. This is the first public introduction to the massacre, like the idea of massacre and the Dark Knight franchise. And then only a few months later on December 14th, Adam Lanza committed the massacre at Sandy Sandy Hook. So something that gets talked about even less is the death of Scott Getzinger, And Scott was the prop master for the film who lived in Sandy Hook and passed away in a quote-unquote car accident in 2012. Now, his wife has spoken out against this, and she has talked about the role of Sandy Hook and the movie in his death. We're not really going to go into that because that doesn't have to do with predictive programming. But it was a very suspicious death. Mm, Okay. So... Next, David Icke picks up on the fictional Sandy Hook maps from The Dark Knight, and the rest gets wrapped up into cultural history when Alex Jones then picks up on the corresponding false flag narrative, which subsequently gets him canceled. And we have talked about crisis actors and false flag operations with agent provocateurs in previous podcasts, and this is where things can get dicey, and this is where people get canceled, (laughs) Um, because Alex Jones got canceled for accusing those involved with Sandy Hook as being crisis actors, which is what that's what got his ass. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you were to actually dip your toe into the waters of predictive programming when it comes to things like Sandy Hook, it isn't necessarily denying the horrors and subsequent implications that took place. So um, where Alex Jones may say it was a false flag with crisis actors, um, saying that it's predictive programming, even though he picked up on that theory and ran with it, is not the same thing. So us talking about predictive programming and buying into it, please don't cancel. Yeah, us. I feel like he took, he went the wrong way in the fork in the road. Like yeah. 
he started on predictive programming by noticing the synchronicities and calling it out. And rather than say like MK ultra being someone is going to hear, see, or experience a trigger moment. That's going to Mm -hmm. turn the programming on in their brain. And they're going to commit some sort of act of um, violence. Mm -hmm. That's what MK ultra is period. And rather than say like, Rather than go down that fork, like, oh, there were signs that someone was about to be activated to do some terrible atrocity. Rather than do that, which arguably would have made him more popular. And yeah. like, like genuinely, he probably would have gone more commercial. He went crisis actor. He went, oh, the children who were murdered are crisis actors, which is yeah. fucking crazy that's fucking crazy like and it's so and this is how i know alex jones is not the conspiracy world's messiah because he had it he was right there to say like do you guys see this do you see what i'm saying let's talk about mk ultra which is a proven documented and admitted thing that the cia and the government have partaken in and then go down the like there are fucking incel redditors online right now putting joker paint on about to go do this because they feel inspired by this because you know rather than go down that that little hole he went down the one that got him rightfully sued to fucking hell and back yeah because i believe not this is like outside of sandy hook i do believe in the idea of agent provocateurs we have seen Mm -hmm. those in history i believe that false flags exist but i think with Things like Sandy Hook, it's that's I agree with you 100%. Alex Jones mm-hmm. should have focused on the switch being fucking activated when it comes to MK Ultra. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get like really basic, I like the Illuminati, you know what I mean? But like these were things that could have been picked up on. And the fact that he, like you said, went a completely di- way, different way of the fork in the road. Um, because I think, oh, man, I every time something like this happens, especially with like I think it was Sandy Hook and Aurora, I got really into it. It was going into implications of programs like MK Ultra, and it wasn't denying what happened, but it was saying like, I don't think these guys like progressed to the state where they acted without strong influence of like some sort of programming, and that's where the shit gets scary, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to be like oh my God, like, I'm so glad they're not getting me. Mm-hmm. But then we're about to circle back to the movie and we're like, Jesus, maybe they fucking are getting me in yeah. ways that I'm not aware of. Um, well, you could even say that, like, if we're to put the tinfoil out big time and wrap it around our heads, you can even argue that the modern media age version of MK Ultra is just social media, uh, is yeah. just targeted algorithms for a specific demographic of persons um, and then fed these very specific um, like targeted pieces of online rants, quote unquote literature, you know what yeah. I mean? All this. And if, if you really like think about it and I, I would say, think about it with tinfoil wrapped around my head, like what the CIA documented in MK ultra with brainwashing to get people to be like, quote unquote program to do these like horrific acts of violence is basically like we're microdosing it every day. Yeah. Repetitive and suggestion. Repetitive suggestion based off of the algorithms that you yeah. curate. And like we all know, also everyone read the chaos machine. Um if you stay on your algorithm, 
its natural course of action, the AI's automatic course of action is to keep taking you to the most extreme version of whatever you're watching. Like the example given in this book was like, he started off looking for hiking trails and just kept allowing the algorithm to play the next video, play the next video. And by the end of it, it was like most horrific death crashes on this hiking trail. Like, you know what I mean? Like you will Mm -hmm. always, and is that not modern day brainwashing? And is that not, if you are this specific demographic of like, I don't remember what the average school shooter demographic is, but it's like men between the ages of, 16 and 32 some crazy shit like that like if they're if your algorithm is feeding your specific demographic this like very specific toxic shit you're just getting mk ultra in the modern age yeah yeah i would 100 agree and i think that even you can even be like relatively well adjusted and we're still exactly like what we're about to talk about with this movie we're still hitting it and Mm -hmm. i hope i i know this movie scared people and it is con continuing to scare people i hope this helps alleviate some of those fears um i hope noelle i wrote this for you specifically so i need you to hear me because i don't normally take the like not buying it role when it comes to conspiracy theories but well Well, you you're the queen of if they're saying it in front of my face there's the truth is in the whispers yeah but let's 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 hit it up so So now that we have looked into what predictive programming is and where it came from and gave other examples of it, um, let's loop back around to the movie of the hour, Leave the World Behind. So I actually watched it before I saw any marketing and knew what it was Mm. because the um, trailer for it on Netflix was like pretty ominous. It's just a little girl at the beach being like, I think that ship's getting closer. And it was just like, ah, and uh, normally I, I had been like watching the same stuff over and over again, but Oliver was like, I want to watch something new. And I was like, I like Julia Roberts. So it got me. Yeah. Um, did you like it? Um, no, you hated it because you were not having a good, you were just not in the right state of mind when you watched it. Yeah, I wasn't in the right state of mind when I watched it. Um, but I blah, 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 blah. did it. Was it? Hmm, how should I say this? It's fun because I feel like for the first time, everyone is in my brain. I feel like for the first time, the my mother was like going down rabbit holes. So I'm like, oh, this mm-hmm. is what I do every fucking week. This yeah. is what I do every fucking week. Welcome. Welcome to the hellhole, bitch. Like, and I, I think that's really fun. Did I expect it to be more intense? Yes. Did I appreciate the cinematic... Um, storytelling in certain frames, what people were wearing, certain songs they were playing. Of mm-hmm. course, I thought that was the most beautiful part of the story. Did it freak me out more than I already am? Absolutely not. Yeah, I I watched the movie when that was fine. Had literally no idea what it was going to become. Went to sleep, woke up to like, like I said, like 67 notifications. Mm-hmm. And bless some of my friends' hearts who are not in the conspiracy field, but sometimes they will send me stuff and they will say, is this valid? Should I be scared? (laughs) And I like that. Like when Congress did their like soft disclosure, I love that. I love being the one that people come to. So that being said, we are the ones that hopefully people come to now. Yeah. So let's jump into the thing that really caught people's eye. And that is Obama's being 
producers on this film. So the Obamas actually producing film and television is not new. They've been in the game since they started Higher Ground Productions in 2018, and they even signed a multi-year deal with Netflix. Hmm. Their venture was specifically driven by a desire to uplift diverse voices and stories in the entertainment industry, with Michelle Obama stating her belief in the power of storytelling to inspire and open minds. Back in 2020, the film industry started to buzz with excitement over a new movie project based on Ruman Alam's captivating novel, Leave the World Behind. And this particular project stirred quite the frenzy, and it actually sparked an intense bidding war among several big players. And Netflix, with its knack for spotting potential hits, emerged victorious in this competitive tussle, and they won the rights in the end. Mm. Pair this with interest from the director and writer Sam Esmail, who is born to Egyptian immigrant parents from New Jersey. Like he was born in New Jersey, but his parents are immigrants from Egypt. Uh, he got paired with Higher Ground Productions because, like I said, they want to produce movies for um, diverse storytelling. The fact he that he also it was- did uh, Mr. Robot, yeah, and. Which is another. You see Mr. Robot books in the film. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so, another, uh, like, uh, bring down corporate America, the uh, computer programming. Like, that's another one. Yeah. So, taking the idea that the Obamas work for Netflix exclusively and they have pretty much competitive rights to any diverse story coming from a diverse person, and they were just kind of handed the film. And the involvement in with the Obamas in the film's production went beyond mere endorsement. They're actually engaged in the creative process. Author Ruman Alam expressed his gratitude for their endorsement, noting the significance of their support for his work. And even writer-director Sam Esmail shared his experience with working with Barack Obama on the screenplay, stating that Obama read multiple drafts and provided valuable notes, demonstrating his deep interest in the movie. And notably, his insights on disaster preparedness and his focus on the characters in their development were particularly impactful. And Obama's experience with briefings on cyber terrorism and geopolitical threats informed his contributions to the disaster elements of the story. And by some on social media and on the nose Easter eggs about some of the impending doom that like mankind can expect. And this movie is replete with cultural references, foreshadowing, and symbolic imagery. It delves into how individuals, particularly the younger generation, interpret the world through the lens of media, which is particularly exemplified in the scenes where the characters draw parallels to their situation from viewing television shows like Friends and The West Wing. The West Wing reference was iconic. And like, this is where I loved the movie. This is where this movie ranks like 4.5 stars out of me in the references. Mm Because, like, the West Wing reference is about an episode where, like, a flood, and the daughter explains it in the movie, and where this flood is happening, and people are evacuating, and the guy, this super religious guy is like, you know, I'm just going to pray for God's guidance. And um, the first responders show up, and they're like, hey, come Mm -hmm. with us, come, like, come in the boat. And he's like, no, I'm waiting, you know, I'm waiting for, for God's guidance, and then um, a helicopter comes and, you know, whatever. Long story short, he ends up dying in the flood and he gets to heaven and he goes, why didn't you save me? And God goes, I sent you 
first responders, a boat, and a helicopter. What more do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. And that was the youngest daughter's um, reasoning behind why she's like, I'm not going to sit around and wait for my parents and this other family to like finally have good vibes. I'm going to go fucking take this shit on by myself and get the fuck yeah. out of here. And I was like, this is iconic. This is cute. And like, um, I just, there were so many little Easter eggs. I know you're going to keep talking about them. So you keep going, you keep going. Um, the film also goes into use of symbolism extending onto clothing choices with characters attire reflecting on their beliefs and outlooks. So for instance, Clay Sanford's band t-shirt, Bikini Kills, and Archie's Obey shirt subtly convey their personalities and perspectives. Another notable symbol throughout the movie is the deer. In many cultures, deer symbolize gentleness, grace, and natural beauty. They can also represent spiritual authority and regeneration due to their antlers' cyclical growth and shedding. But if you want to go really dark, they can be associated with death, partly due to the story of the Greek leader Agamemnon, who killed a deer in a sacred grove and provoked the wrath of the goddess Artemis. And perhaps a lesser-caught Easter egg are the paintings seen in the Airbnb, which is as pointed out by an article on Screen Rant, saying, quote, As the disastrous narrative of the story unfolds, the paintings in the home also change to mirror the confusion and chaotic nature of what characters are experiencing. For example, the wave mural in the bedroom is shown to be calm and serene at the start of Leave the World Behind, and by the middle of the film, the waves have grown taller. And finally, by the time that they are last seen is when Archie's teeth are falling out, the waves are ready to crash over the Sanford family entirely. And that's a cinema, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is yeah. cinema, baby. There's um, also one of my favorite references that you didn't talk about. How could you not? The um, When the daughter, God, what's her name? When Ruth, Ruth says to her dad in bed, talking about Rose and she's staring out. She keeps staring out into the woods like Donnie Darko. Yes. There was a lot of Donnie Darko in the film. Yeah. Which is another Donnie Darko has premonitions about impending disasters Mm -hmm. and it's, and uh, which is just an obsesses over things, um, which is what Ruth is experiencing, which is fucking cool. Um, And then there is, Oh my God. What was the, the one, Hold on. The I the one that you didn't get yes, 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 the QR code. So when they show the map, when the TV like flashes for a second, mm-hmm. it shows the map of the United States with all of the like blipped um red areas. There's a QR code that appears on the screen on the map. And if you scan that QR code in real life, you as a viewer, mm-hmm. it will take you to the Visit Mercer County website about the Lake Shawnee abandoned amusement park, which is an abandoned amusement park that was built on top of um, native burial grounds. Oh, that's spoopy. I know. So um, yeah, I just, and you know, that's what I love. And even like the, the thing about friends, obviously it's about like escapism, it being both like the obsession in the beginning. And then it almost makes the movie end on a high note since she's. Yeah. And also like like, Matthew Perry recently passing away. Yeah. So like, but that's the interesting thing. Like for me, I saw it as like, this is the movie tying together as in like the escapism in the beginning, 
mm-hmm. her obsession with uh her obsession with friends and then at the end when she's spoiler we already said that uh, in the bunker and she's found VHS tapes and she's found she just needed to watch the last episode of the last season of Friends. She found mm-hmm. that. She turns it on. You hear the dun, 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 mm-hmm. and then that's the end of the movie. Yeah. I almost felt like that was optimistic. Um, I was like that. There's something about the escapism that is optimistic. Whereas like my mom was like, this is creepy because Matthew Perry died in. Yeah creepy little circumstances and he was like tweeting out all this shit on and like not tweeting i think it was on instagram he was also tweeting a ton of batman references yeah he was saying like matt man is gonna Mm -hmm. save the world the matt signal is out in the sky and it was like the bat signal yeah and it's matt man and then he like drowned in a hot tub and my mom because he took a fuck ton of ketamine yeah as in a hot tub as it's now come out um but of course like if my mother is putting that connection together, like, yeah, that's the tea girl. Like that's, that's so fun. And even like, um, cause I, for a second I was like, why, why the t-shirt thing? Right. And then I was like, Oh, I'm looking, I'm looking at it too close. I need to step back because I'm like, what's the deal with bikini kill. And it's just that they're like this super progressive, like, and, and that's what he's supposed to represent. Like the yeah. dad's supposed to represent this like really progressive standpoint. And then the son wearing the obey shirt is not like, well, obviously the brand is referenced to it, but John Carpenter's they live, which is literally about yeah. like, which uh, did you watch it? I told you to watch it. I need to still watch God, it. Man. I haven't watched it yet. But it. I, yeah, it's like he wears the obey shirt because he stays within the status quo. Yeah. And it's the like, whole, the, the, they live movie and seeing the like alien face and obey is mm-hmm. you keep if you have the glasses off you are obey consume worship work no think right you yeah. put the glasses on all of a sudden that same advertisement is now like the alien face and it says mm-hmm. obey serve you know what i mean like that's yeah. that mm-hmm. and so and even the little girl has like the NASA shirt. So yeah. she's like tends to be more scientific and more observing. They did not come at NASA in the way I would come at NASA in that film. So obviously, like my hackles were more up at NASA than they yeah. were at Obey, but I get what they were going for with NASA. It was so. it was interesting that they chose to give the daughter the NASA shirt saying that, like, oh, she's just, you know, outside of herself and she's thinking yeah. big. And I'm like, that's the opposite of how I would interpret this. Yeah. But and then Julia so Roberts was just dressed in bitch the whole time yeah which is a signal on its own Mm -hmm. um yeah and then of course even the jenga scene it's a the the literal tower is gonna fall so uh Mm -hmm. it was super rich with um symbolism both like hand-fisted and subtle which i love and appreciate um my favorite thing was the teeth because this is the part of the film that I actually did buy into um, because we have actually seen this happen to a society as recently as 2016. So Havana syndrome, which was first reported by the United States and Canadian embassies in Cuba is a cluster of medical symptoms, including headaches, dizziness, uh, ear ringing, visual and auditory disturbances and cognitive difficulties. And while the cause of Havana syndrome is unknown, some suggest it is the result of a sonic or microwave weapon used by a foreign government, possibly as espionage or harassment. 
-hmm. Others propose it might be due to mass psychogenic illnesses, environmental factors, or sophisticated electronic surveillance gone awry. And despite extensive investigations, there isn't enough medical information to curb the theories surrounding the syndrome. And considering there is a moment in the film where everyone is overcome by the noise, only to be followed by the boy's teeth falling out, I'm giving this one like a check of credence. Plus, guess who I know who had Havana syndrome? Who? My uncle had come back from Greece, had his teeth fall out. Oh my God. And had been having crazy ass headaches. So he goes to the doctor, goes to the doctor, goes to the doctor. And then they finally give him like, well, then go to the ER. Goes to the ER. His fucking eyeballs are too big. They've like filled with fluid. So he gets needles in his eyeballs to like oh, let my the fluid God. drain out. Oh, fuck. So I think at like the age of like maybe 35, my uncle lost all of his teeth. And had to get his eyeballs drained. And he had full dentures. Jesus fucking Christ. Isn't that crazy? Oh. And he wasn't a military at all. He worked for like a hotel chain. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he was just like on vacation. God. God. Isn't that neat? It is not neat. I mean, that's interesting. It sounds fucking horrific. But yeah. even um, Kevin Bacon's character in the movie calls it by its name. Yeah. Yep. Says, yep. oh, this is probably Havana syndrome. The This is probably caused from the Havana syndrome. They mm-hmm. said, what's that? And he's like, you heard the noise, didn't you? Yeah. And I was like, oh. Um, I related to Kevin Bacon's character a lot. I was like, hell yeah, Kevin, you just you live your world. You are not prepared. <laughs> I know. I'm prepared with knowledge. Mm-hmm. If someone comes to my house to get medicine, I'm just falling over and being like, take it, I'm done. <laughs> um, no, thank you, ma'am. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to survive. I'm, I'm not trying, trying to survive, survive right now. I'm, I'm mixing not... wine with Benadryl every night. Yeah, you think I'm here talked... for the long run? We've talked about this. We're not trying to fucking survive. Yeah, so. I know. Maybe I'll have like a rum spring a night and then I'm like, okay, <laughs> bye. <laughs> All everything's getting consumed at once. And then I'm just going to sleep. Yeah. When, when the electricity goes out and I can't charge my phone or plug in a heating <laughs> pad, I'm fucking gone. I the don't second care. I can't watch RuPaul's Drag Race reruns. I'm done. I'm like putting the, I'm like putting the fork in the socket on purpose mm-hmm. i'm making a generator i'm learning how to do that so that i can plug in the toaster and i'm just putting a full-on copper wire in that thing yeah the i'm gonna fill up the bathtub and put in epsom salt and then drop the toaster plugged in with me easy peasy yeah and they'll be like oh it was just like a brownout that was planned we sent you a letter for it like weeks ago and i'm like mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's routine maintenance from the power company. <laughs> like, and I go, I oh, know. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. <laughs> um, oh, so once you really get into it, um, you get a film that is a profound explanation of society's relationship with media and the unknown. So it kind of begs the question question of why would a government use predictive programming and just tell us exactly like what they're preparing us for. It was a little on the nose. So, well, digging a little deeper, it is suggested that governments might create problems so that they can offer pre-planned solutions, which thereby controls public relations. So in the context of leave the world behind, this aligns with the broader idea of predictive programming where media, especially in genres like science fiction, I used to set the boundaries of imagination and subtly prepare the public for future developments. Because guess what we saw right after this film? 
we saw a bunch of Tesla breakdown and all of a sudden there's like a recall happening with Tesla, like the same week. So mm-hmm. I got to ask you, Noel, do you think leave the world behind is predictive programming? In the sense of predictive programming so that they can release their pre-planned solutions and it doesn't hit as hard and it's seen as like a universal win, yeah. I can buy that. I'm a little hit or miss on it. The first thing that got my hackles up was the involvement of the Obamas. I'm going to tell you why. Um, I don't think this is, we're going to get into conspiracy realm uh, on this one, because I don't think any government agency cares about preparing us for any future catastrophe, specifically post Kennedy. Um, I will say, I've said it once. I'll say it a million times. The last president who gave a shit about the people and wasn't controlled by the president, by the reserve was Kennedy. Every president after that. Yeah, and every president after that has been part of the bigger picture, so to speak, the Illuminati, the New World Order, the reptilians, whatever you want to call it. I don't think they're for us. I think that they are just pawns on the grand stage. That's not a read on the Obamas. But once I saw that they were involved, I'm like, "Mm, probably not predictive programming in the way that we would think. Um, Um, Obama deported like the most people out of any president in modern history. So like, I don't know why we're still trying to pretend like he's great. Because he's just another, he's just another fucking pawn in a suit. Yeah, exactly. Any for the real yeah. people. Any president post Kennedy, I just default to not trusting them. That's a T group. Um, another thing is like people were really putting a lot of sauce into the Tesla thing, but like anyone with a Twitter account could have told you that it was more likely than not that Musk would lead, lead like just yet another company into failure. Yeah. Um, but hating on Musk isn't enough of a reason to sleep at night. So let's actually bring in an expert. According to Phil Koopman, a professor of electrical and computer engineering at Carnegie Mellon University, who studies autonomous vehicle safety, said that this recall was likely the result of a two-year-long negotiation between tesla and the national highway traffic safety administration yeah these bitches have been blowing up (laughs) and mowing down kids they've like failed every fucking safety test and i will never forget like all of the elon simps trying to be like oh all cars all cars fail in these departments and it's like Uh no when the self-driving quote-unquote ai was put in predicaments where it had like what it had to do in reaction to accidents in both auto and pedestrian, it always failed as in it always mowed the people down. It chose (laughs) to mow people down. Like it Mm -hmm. literally chose that. That's that's, and that's unrelated to them blowing the fuck up. Like they have, it's been, this has been known knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not giving any credence to Elon Musk, not running something into the dirt. So the Tesla thing didn't surprise me. But I will say that when I really start to get into maybe some of the predictive programming, it was more so where it came into conditioning of being like, where's the government when you're, especially when you're watching a movie like this. So um, from interestingengineering.com, we have a quote saying that supporters of the predictive programming theory suggest that the government employs this technique so that people don't lose trust in their already established system. They claim that first, the government plans a complex situation, 
then hides references of these in media so that people become somewhat accustomed to the feelings caused by these situations. And finally, when the situation does arise, the people will look to their government for solutions. The conspiracists also argue that although governments already have the solution to the problem that they created in the first place, they deliberately wait for the right time to implement the solution in order to cause the most damage to people's ability to think for themselves. Some believers even claim that predictive programming is actually a highly advanced form of AI used for psychological conditioning of the masses. And this is where I buy into what movies like Leave the World Behind are trying to do. Just as Pavlov got his dogs to salivate by ringing the bell, the government suggests our need for them by elevating movies where we crave government interaction. This movie was not that good. It is so popular because of all the media frenzy around it. Mm -hmm. And the whole time during the movie, and I'm not sure if you were the same way, I was like, where the fuck's the military? Where the fuck's the president? Like, I was like, where's the government? Like, I do not believe that insurgents would be using a tiny little biplane to drop propaganda out in the middle of nowhere without getting shot down by at least a redneck. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's kind of what I appreciated about it because Mm -hmm. my version of the apocalypse is similar to, um, oh my God, what was it? This is the end or something like, no, 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 no. What was the one with Leonardo DiCaprio and um, man in the iron mask? No, don't look up. (laughs) (laughs) that was the first time i thought i was it don't look up yes it was don't look up that's what i think like that's don't look up is what i think is going to happen they're going to try to gaslight us into thinking something it's not that big of a deal and then all of the rich elite are going to get on their little fucking rockets and zoom off the goddamn planet and the military is just going to be a, a feather in someone's hat it's not going to fucking matter yeah. none of it matters there's going to be no leadership because all those people are going to be gone yeah. um and so when there was no military and there was no like president quote-unquote in this movie when the disaster struck i'm like yeah because they're out of here they're gone girl see uh, yeah so i was more like where's like leadership is what i was thinking but once the credits started to roll there was a sigh of relief and I was already salivating for the status quo of the sweet, sweet government's boot on my neck, even if it was subconsciously. Because <laughs> I was sitting in my house on the fucking grid that I pay taxes for yeah. with my water I drink out of the tap. And I yeah. was like, I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. and please excuse my pun, but I think we are going to predict that what we saw with leave the world behind is going to be the exact same thing that we're going to see with A24's upcoming film, uh civil war. Oh, uh, that shit looks so tight. And also were you seeing people in the comments of both A24's preview of it, like online. And then anytime anyone was posting about it, like um, big outlets, people in the comments being like bad time to release this during this presidential election. Da 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 da. I was like, are you kidding this is the perfect time people who went to harvard who know what time they should release a movie that is the perfect time you fucking nut jobs Mm -hmm. are you kidding me so for those who don't know slated for release next april civil war stars kirsten dunst is a war journalist who is seen embarking on a harrowing journey across america 
that is unraveling at the seams, with her family in tow, witnessing the chaos firsthand. And the trailer alone points to a dark, almost dystopian future of the United States. So picture this. 19 states, including powerhouses like California and Texas, break away to form groups such as like the Western Forces or the Florida Alliance. So Florida Alliance is just like regular Florida, but like meth is more legal. Yeah, it's just the same. Florida Alliance is actually the same. Yeah, so Florida's just thriving. Uh, And they're not staging a protest. They are declaring war on the government. And it's not isolated skirmishes, but a full-scale military engagement with the U.S. Army deploying airstrikes on its own soil. And let's dive into snippets from the trailer that kind of like leads into the Civil War uh, mm-hmm. mindset. There's a fleeting mention of a three-term president. Slay. Which sets off a thousand questions about the political backdrop of this universe. And the map has stark blue and red divisions. It is a visual metaphor for a nation split down the middle. Mm-hmm. And what really caught my eye was the Jesus saves sign. It's there for just a few seconds on the screen, but it speaks volumes about the religious undertone in this fractured America. Now, am I talking about the trailer or am I talking about this America? Babe, just flip a coin. Yeah, that is you to decide. Yeah. (laughs) And there is the plight of journalists, um, eyes and ears on the ground. They're not just reporting the news, but they are in the crosshairs, especially in sensitive spots like the Capitol. Again, am I talking about the movie or am I talking about America now? We'll never know. So from what I can gather... Civil War isn't just another action-packed flick, but it's actually going to be a deep dive into the complexities of national division, the power and peril of the media, and a commentary on the state of our own society. It's shaping up to be a film that is going to cause just as much concern from people on the internet and is likely to have an even more pointed reference towards the current political state. And I guarantee you... That by the end of it, you're going to do the exact same fucking thing that I did with Leave the World Behind. You're going to be like, mm-hmm, I'm going to be in my house with electricity on the grid that I fucking pay taxes happily for, mm-hmm. even if I don't think about it. And I'm going to drink my water from the tap because it's clean. I'm going to turn off my lights. I'm going to go to sleep in a well-heated and ventilated home on American soil. Yep. Which I will say is the real je ne sais quoi of the predictive programmings of these types of things. Because freighters crashing so many people saying like freighters crashing there's like some 1200 freighter crashes a year every Mm. year that's Mm -hmm. like fucking common because we're letting people with the same amount of education as noelle and i control these big ass ships in the middle of the ocean yeah they shouldn't (laughs) they shouldn't do it um tesla being in talks of these recalls for like two years uh the obama's having this higher ground production company. I mean, they've even done other like Netflix specials that talk about government. Um, I'm not really buying into that more on the nose stuff. Yeah. But when it comes to predictive programming, and I don't want to sound like I'm raining on the parade of like conspiracy fun, but I think that what it's really doing is programming us to fear a world where we are in charge. And that's scary. So mm-hmm. it is programming us to be like, whoo, glad I can settle back into the way things are. Yeah. And clinging to that. I think it's so funny because like, I think it's just because we have like brain rot. Because I didn't leave the movie thinking that. I left the movie being like, just as I thought, the government is gone. <laughs> like, that's what they're always going to do. Um, they want us. It's more like uh, what is it? District, district with the aliens district and us. Nine? 
District 9, that's what it is. It's going to yes. be, we're going to look up and see where all of the billionaires who you don't know their fucking names, who actually run this goddamn show globally already, they're going to be up there. And then we're going to be down here picking through the trash and living in slums like a big chunk of this country. Yeah. This not country, this also country, this world already is like, that's what I see. So when they were saying like, it's a coup d'etat that we have placed upon ourselves. Yeah. Because everyone who has the money to pay for the golden ticket to get on the ship, the boost them out of here is gone like that's what they want mm-hmm. always you know what i mean they want just yeah. enough of us to exist to keep funneling money to them but not so much of us that we start to think about how we're getting fucked yeah. over and we start to talk to each other about it like but they it's that perfect little line we yeah so i think yes in the future should this happen i agree that the elites are dipping out there is a landmass that has never been published on any map that admiral bird talked about that is where they are going to go we don't have access to it because we have fucked up gps coordinates and air flight things and all these back to the flat earth conspiracy which is why air traffic controlling shit is weird it's not necessarily flat earth but it points to flat earth as the like <laughs> red herring of the entire thing yeah but i'm saying right now like what this film i think succeeded in doing is letting me be like Whoop. glad it's not like that yeah and it wasn't until i started to like look further into predictive programming because i didn't see this it was like I didn't know what this film was in terms of like the broader social context when I first watched it. Yeah. Um, but now if people are like, do you think that's going to happen? Do you think that's going to happen? Do you think that's going to happen? I'm like, it's happened all the time. Tesla's happened. Obama's producing stuff happen. Uh, freighters doing all of this. Also like the media putting stuff into films to kind of like subtly, like the colors of like the blue in the background, all that stuff. Not surprised. I mean, even the Civil War aspect to an extent, like Marjorie Taylor Greene was on the fucking like Senate floor saying that she thinks that like California should annex itself. She's such a, you know what I mean? Cunt. You know she's, what I mean? She's an evil, dumb cunt. But like, <sighs> there is a majority of people in the country who already think that way. You yeah, know what I mean? I bet they sign with an X or a thumbprint. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But yeah, I know I agree. I don't want to give them, I don't want to uh, dismiss the power they have by insinuating that they're stupid. I want to say that the power that they have is scary because they are stupid. They are stupid. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah and that stuff is, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot lately and we're about to go off topic, but have you heard about that Utah lady? What is her name? Who just got arrested for abusing her kids? The mommy blogger. Yeah, yeah. So I just Lori like Vallow. Heard... No, not Lori Vallow. It's uh, Ruby Frankie. Ruby oh. Frankie. Isn't she besties just, with her though? Just bitches. No, yeah. you're thinking of like something else. I think. Uh, but you, she is a mommy blogger, and she would be like, "Oh, I have all my kids, and like if my kids are bad, I take their door away." And everyone was like, "Yes, queen, yes," but. Then you got all the softies who are like, oh, you're like, shouldn't do that to your children. She just uh, got, so they just read the court documents of like the stuff that she said that she did. Like, so she was in Southern Utah and you and I can attest that Southern Utah is a bitter, unrelenting, unflinchingly rigid wasteland of hot 
dry bullshit. Yep. She would make her children, like ages 9 and 11, stand outside without sunscreen and out shoes for hours at a time as a mm-hmm. punishment to get sunburnt. She would make them do, like, yard work outside, would punish them if they, like, had water. So she was doing all this crazy stuff. And when I think about her or I think about, like, women like Marjorie Taylor Greene, like, I wish we could just fucking fight them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I might lose, like – a, a Mormon mommy blogger could probably beat the shit out of me, but I'm going out scrap it, and I'm at least pulling out some of her hair. With Marjorie Taylor Greene, I think I'm at least getting, like, one good fucking just kick to the tape. And yeah. uh, just the mm-hmm. ability to inflict damage on these people who are so mm-hmm. fucking harmful. I yeah. just crave it so badly. Yeah. Um, there also, be a cage match. <clears throat> I was mixing them up. Uh, Lori Vallow is the, she like joined the, the weird Idaho religious. cult lady. Yeah. yeah. Idaho cult lady who totally killed her two kids. Mm-hmm. Ruby mm-hmm. Frankie in a kind of potentially lesbian relationship with like an abusive quote unquote counselor. Yeah. Um, and they were like, you know, doing this horrific shit to kids, not just uh, hers, but in general. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I crave. I, I think <clears throat> there's no punishment that they could give them that is good enough um, for what they do. So it's like, might as well, like, put them in the octagon. Yeah. Put yeah, them in the right? octagon with a trained fighter and don't let them tap. So I know you and I said that, like, the second this world goes to shit, we're tapping out. But I think you and I could do some damage before we go. Well, Even I mean, I said it's... we'll do a rumspringa. We'll do 24 yeah. to 48 hour rumspringa. And then... And, like, the no. the the tier of how much you have wronged me varies. Like if you've parked in front of my mailbox and I missed a Christmas delivery, I might slap you once on my way to bigger pastures. Um, but it's like, and I hate it when people are like, "Violence isn't the answer," and I'm like, "Yeah, These it is actually." Are the way that they are because they didn't get their asses beat. Yeah. Also, saying violence isn't the answer. Um, oh, read a history book. Oh, I like to read yeah. a history book. Oh, what's uh, Violence isn't the answer. You sound like you sound like you're dismissing like the bullshit that men have done. I am talking about fucking street justice, you pussy. I want street justice. I don't want violence that the fucking patriarchy promotes. I want a good old fashioned come to Jesus. The I kind would, that Wyatt Earp dished out in Tombstone. You know what I, I mean? Literally, like. If there was a fucking UFC ticket and it was like a hundred dollars on pay-per-view and it was Ruby Frankie getting her shit kicked in, but it's like a death match. So they like, yeah, I would pay twice. Oh my God. I would. That's how we fix the economy. Like, honestly, it's similar to my, uh, my suggestion to the United States government that how we handle um, convicted and proven like pedophiles and rapists. Everyone gets to buy a rock and then they go to the square where they've been strung up. And then we all throw rocks at them until they die. And that's how we get the economy back. Oh, it's it's like death race. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, but it's like they're racing cars and we're paying for like the thumbtacks on the track. It's like if the purge was cool. Yeah, it's like they're showgirls, and I'm buying the pearls to throw on stage. Yeah. Um, I would, you know, and it's like, oh, we're, uh, is a society where only as good as, like, the way we treat our prisoners? I'm not talking about people in jail for marijuana. Let them the fuck out. 
Yeah. I'm not talking about the prison industrial complex. I'm talking about street justice, man. And it's so different. Like, you know, I think I told the story on the podcast where that guy like yelled at my dad and then my dad mm-hmm. like fucking yelled at him back way harder. And the guy, yeah. like, or the time he broke a coffee cup on that, on just someone for being ignorant. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I'm being wishy-washy, but like the one thing I hate about getting older is that like, I know that I can't just like hit someone because I will probably go to jail because everyone's yeah. a pussy. Yeah. Like if I hit someone at the club, like I know that they would call the cops on me and try to get me arrested. And it's, it's like so fucking annoying because it's like, why yeah. can't we just fight? Like, why do you have to be like you this? Know, I think about that a lot. When I go to Walmart during the holidays, like my hackles are up because I'm just ready to fight a Karen. And I'm like, mm-hmm. she would call the cops so fast. Like, she would. She, you know that she's going to be a bitch to this person who should have been retired, but because mm-hmm. they live in this commune, like capitalist hellscape that they have to work well into their retirement age. And Walmart mm-hmm. doesn't give them fucking chairs to sit on. So they're just scanning shit as fast as they can. And you just know she's being a cunt. Yeah. And I'm like, hackles up and I'm like, ready for it. Mm-hmm. Or the lady at the post office who isn't speaking English. I'm like, looking around. I'm like, someone say something to her. I'm yeah. fucking ready. Yeah. But no one's like, stepping. Mm-hmm. I just, gah. Yeah, it's frustrating. It's frustrating to live in this world where, like, I know that I can't just, like, throw a ceramic mug at a woman's head in the parking lot because she's going to immediately open up Instagram Live and make me lose my job. And I'm so sick of it. Yeah, it's I want to go back to a time where it was like the Wild West, where it was really fuck around and find out like I mind my P's and Q's. Yeah. So I know people will be like, well, you would suffer in that society, too. Like, no, I wouldn't. I'm not a fucking dickhead, though. I'm like (gasps) only dickheads and assholes in that world. Like, I would have man, the way I would have thrived in that society by just showing my fucking ankle to a bunch of drunk cowboys. I would have been the talent was on the floor. Yeah. And the fame. There would just be women who would be like, I can do the splits. And they're like, make her a millionaire. Yeah. I would have been fine, man. Yeah. I if I could go back with the knowledge that I have now, I just would have been polite and literate. Mm. They would have killed you. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they would have been but like, you know what I mean? Witch. It would have been like, I would I could have gone to law school for like a nickel and a wink. And I would have been fine. And then if somebody came in and disrespected me, I could have slapped them with a glove and shot them. And then I could have just taken their farm as my own. Yeah. You could have gone to the next town over and then owned all their property. Yeah. Or I could be like, yeah, I fucking killed them. They disrespected my cow. Oh, yep. Okay. You're fine. Oh, actually, here's more money. Shit, ma'am. Do you need restitution? And they're like, yeah. And they'll be like, go fight his wife. And I'll be like, I already fought her. And they're like, thank (laughs) you for saving us the time. You're now the mayor. (laughs) Yeah, I I would have been the fucking mayor. And it would have been fine. Yeah. Um, Man, I crave that sometimes. I know that we're really seeing life through rose-colored lenses, but... We are. You know. My, My new favorite trend is watching people match energy. Like fast food workers matching the energy of shitty customers mm-hmm. has really been making my heart I exponentially think, happy. I think customer service workers should be able to um, match energy. Like that's written in the contract. And so that also yeah. means like if they throw a drink at you, you get to like hop over the thing and beat the shit out of them. Like, I just think we should really allow that. I think yes. it would fix a lot in society. Yeah. Um, there needs if, to be a fuck around and find out clause. Yeah. It's like stand your ground in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need it. Oh, it would be set. We would live in actually, it would be like, it's that meme of the like sci-fi city. And it's like 
uh, us humanity if we let customer service people cuss out yeah. shitty people. Yeah, like, it's it was, like cars that run yeah. on dreams, man. Like perfect <laughs> yeah. energy consumption. It would be like zero calorie meals and um, water that made you skinny and your skin clear. And we all, would all animals are happy. Yeah. Allergies like, don't exist anymore. They found the cure for hay fever a decade ago. Mm-hmm. It would literally be that. Oh. So. I might cry. That sounds so beautiful. And that's where we start. Also, look how cute Apollo looks right now. Oh, my God. So, like, Apollo, I've been staring at Apollo and Cora. Like, Apollo's on, like, a kitchen rag. And no, Apo- he's on a... Cora's, Cora's on a full-ass comforter because they always just switch their sizing around. Like, I know Apollo has places to lay. But he was like, I will lay on this little LSD sized cut of acid on the floor. <laughs> it's literally, he's literally on Cora's tiny bed. Yeah. And Cora is like the princess in the pea. She's like, if I can feel a thumbtack in the neighbor's <laughs> house, I'm yeah. upset. She's on like a full comforter. <laughs> it's literally so true. But Paul looks so cute because he's like kind of sleepy. So his ears are like going down. Uh-huh. He's oh, a sweet boy. Cute. I love him. Okay. I wish I could hear me because I like they don't really react to that type of stuff. My really care. Puffin doesn't, but Bear will. Yeah. Well, he- Puffin reacts to everyone but me. Like, if you sweet talk Puff, and when you call him Puff Pastry, and he just melts like a cinnamon roll. Yeah. Because he he's a Puff that. Pastry out of the oven. If I call him Puff Pastry, he, like, shits in my coffee in the morning. He's, like, not <laughs> into me. Uh, so. You know, it's true. But, uh. Anyway. Anyway. Predictive programming, leave the world behind. If I could describe this, it would be the ready player one for fucking conspiracy theories. Uh, I don't think this movie should not scare you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you want to be scared, be scared of the Hadron Collider and CERN. Because that's really what's fucking the world up. And nobody cares about that. We've done so many episodes about it and there was no fear there. It's true. So wake up. Yeah. Um, Sheep. Uh, speaking of waking up, you can wake up by clicking the link in our bios. We are at Go to Hell Podcast. I am at Noel Fane. That is at Sithlard. And in those links, you can find a link to our Patreon. Dollar gets you in. Had a fun episode this week. A little welcome back. A little few days late. A little Christmas miracle. Um, you can also find a link to our merch. 100% of proceeds are donated, which is very slay. You can also find a link to Kelly Holloran or at Wildwood Owl on Etsy. She makes cool shit for us and she makes cool shit in general. You can also find a link to our Discord server. I'm not even going to mention Facebook. And I don't know why you'd need it, but links to anywhere podcasts are heard. Um, you know, I know that this morning, Salt Lake City, maybe it was Utah as a whole, but I know Salt Lake City was officially voted to have the worst air quality in America right now. And in this moment, my throat is bothering me. And I'm like, is this the curse? Am I going to be taken down Christmas week as my parents plan to visit? And we have back-to-back holiday parties? Or is it the air? Because it's like the equivalent of smoking 12 packs in two seconds. Yeah. And I don't know. Frankly, I don't know. So I'm going to go ahead and give a 
a big, loud hail because I need all the help from all the beings, old and new, to cure me of my ailments, whether it be air or because some fucking loser doesn't wash their hands and sneezes and coughs with their mouth wide open all on me. And I walked into the little droplets because they're sick. Because you all are sick. This country is sick. So I'm going to go ahead and give a uh, hail Satan because I will be protected. Got you, queen. Hail the FSA funds that I forgot about until I realized they were going to expire in a week. And I accidentally bought a case of emergency. So I will send you a full pack of it. Hell yeah. No problem. Wow. Look at that. Free of charge. I'm literally, when we get off this, I'm going to go to the store and get, like, fucking vitamin C and yeah. some fucking shit. I'll, I'll send you the emergency down. It's just, like, a huge 30-pack. Hell yeah. So, Hell yeah. So, anyway, let's get the fuck out of here. All right. Bye. Bye.